0: so caught up in our day-to-day that we forget that other people are really suffering and struggling who might be sitting right next to you in a pew who who come in the church just like you are who are walking out their faith just like you are but who don't fit the the standard of what you think is supposed to be Christian and I would say this would be the same thing for the LGBT community who want to know Christ but very difficult because a lot of people don't know how to witness to them or they don't know how to present Christ in a way that isn't based on their own perceptions. And that's a whole nother podcast, but there there's always something when people don't fit the norms, there's always because we're humans now, we're humans. So when people don't fit the norm of what you think is supposed to be, then you don't really know how to receive them. And as a single mom, I, I felt that in more situations than I've not felt that. And I think it's also because people just don't also, people, I think they don't get how, what the challenge is. If you've never been a single mom or a single parent, but specifically a single mom, I don't think you can appreciate the difficulty of what that is to walk through that. Most of the people who have a heart towards single moms were single moms. Maybe they got divorced. And they were single for a while and they remarried or they got had kids young like me and then they got married young or however the situation is. It really takes to me someone who sees and understands that who's been through that to know, let me help you. I know what that's like. I know how hard that is. I know how difficult it is to be both parents. I know how hard it is to suffer through maybe divorce or, you know, Neglect from the father who's not there and you're trying to be, you know, the provider and the protector and the nurturer. I walked it so I can lift you up. And that is something that I feel as a single mom and a Christian that if I were to do anything with the platform that I could give, you know, I said this the other day, it would definitely be to help women. It would be to help women and specifically to help women against feminism. That's a, another podcast topic, but man, feminism is detrimental to society. It has been such a devastating just ideology that has gone through America and just basically broken the fabric of this country. I, I can't, and as a single mom, I can speak to that completely because there are certain things that I have to do that I don't want to do. I don't want to be a provider. I mean, in all honesty, I don't want to. I don't like it. I don't like having to work all day and then come home and cook and clean and also be a mother. I don't know why women want to sign up for that. I don't think women were built to do both. Now, I'm not saying women should have any money or contribute to the well-being of the family. I mean, you can work from home. You can do all kinds of things to earn money. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Going outside of the home to work is a burden that women shouldn't have to bear. You're already working. Being a mom is a job in of itself. And to be a good mom and to steward your children in the faith, that is an awesome challenge. God has already given you a ministry that is so beyond this world because what you do with your children will determine what happens, can determine. I'm not saying God can't intervene. But this is where you get generational curses from. When you... Do not plant the seeds that need to be planted in your children and you do not raise them up in the Lord and they do not have any fear of God and they don't have any morality. They don't know Christ. Then you are, you're basically raising up people who are going to go out and wreak havoc on earth because they don't know God. They have no sense of what right and wrong is. They they're looking to the world for the standard because you're not there being the watchman at the gate and saying, okay, this is not God. This is God. This is what God says about this. This is what God says about that. Children have to be taught, right? You have to teach them. Not only do you have to teach them, you have to also be living it. Because if you're not living the gospel that you claim to be preaching, then children are not going to follow you. If they don't see the Holy Spirit working in you, then they don't understand. They're they're not going to understand that what you say is for their betterment. Because in their mind, they're going to be like, well... You say don't drink but you're drinking, you say don't smoke but you're smoking, you say don't have sex but you having sex. So that's what children somebody said a long time ago that More is caught than taught, you know, in all actuality, even though I'm talking about teaching them because the Bible does say train up a child in the way that they should go and they will not depart from it. But you also have to be yourself walking out your own salvation. You have to be also following after Christ because the Bible set it up just like this. This is what God said. He says that God is the head. Then you have Jesus. Then you have the man, then the wife, then the children. So wherever the husband is going. The wife should be going, and the children should be following. But if you have to be the husband and the wife, which is what we have essentially given these roles to women, then the children are following wherever you, wherever you're, te- wherever you're leading them. That's what wherever you are steering that wheel of that car, that's where those kids are going. So even though you might be telling them, "Hey, don't, don't, don't drive like mommy. Don't, you know, don't, don't do these. Do what I say now. What I do. That that's a lie." Children are going to do exactly what you do because that's what's ingrained into their mind and that becomes their habits and that becomes their patterns. And then that's what they teach their children and then their children teach their children. So this is how we curse our kids because you basically set them up for failure because you're living a life that's apart from God and they have not been taught the ways in which that they should walk. So they don't know. It's basically like they're blind. You have them out here in the world blind. They can't see. It's our job as parents to give them the flashlight. That's what the word is. It's a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. So, and I might have messed that verse up, but I think I said it right. But, but the point I'm saying is that's our job as mothers and fathers. But I'm speaking about moms. But that's our job as mothers. We are supposed to spend most of the day with the child. I, I don't believe in government school anymore as a teacher. I don't think that the government should be raising your child. Think about it. Think about it. And I, I think about this so much as a single mom. But just think about it. Even if you're a working mom, okay, and you're working outside the home. That means your children are spending the majority of their time being taught by someone else other than man. Can't just think about that. The majority of their day, eight hours of their day, typically, they go to school seven o'clock in the morning. They might get home at three or four. The child is being raised by someone else other than you, so who, who do they, who are they going to follow after? It's very difficult, very difficult to raise a child after Christ when you letting the world teach them, the world who hates God. They're teaching your child. And you're trying to also teach them about Jesus. You're, the war is already there. The Bible already speaks of the fact that the world is going to hate you if you believe in Christ. And the Bible says if you are a friend of the world, then you are clearly against God. That That's there in the word. So you're letting the enemy teach your child and then being surprised when your child wants to follow after the enemy. Then you have a lawless generation that you're raising, a generation that's apart from Christ and don't have a moral standard because they didn't have anybody there to teach them morals. There was no one there to teach them what God says. There was no one there to say, thus says the Lord. There was no one there to declare over them that me and my house shall, that me and my house, we will follow the Lord. There, there's nobody there to do that because you're at work. You're at work. You're trying to make money for whatever reasons. As a single mom, I have no choice, but the married moms who choose to work, I don't understand. I don't know why you would want to go to work, deal with other people at work, deal with a boss, deal with all the trials and tribulations of that, and then to come home and have to also teach your children. You, you, you One of those things are going to suffer. Being a wife and a mom should be your highest calling. It is. It is. It's a beautiful calling, in fact. You should be teaching your children. And being a single mom, I don't have the opportunity. So when I see married women who are not doing what God called them to do, I look at them and I just don't understand them. Because I know how difficult it is for me. And if anything, I don't want to do it. Because I would much rather be at home with my children and teaching my children and raising my kids up and protecting them for as long as I can from the dangers of this world. And giving them a sure foundation so when they do have to walk out into the world, they'll be equipped and ready for battle. That is a significant role that women play. But we have we, we've forgotten it. So we, we raise up children who don't know what it's like to be a woman. Who don't understand what it's like to be a mom. They've never been mothered. They don't have the ability to be a nurturer like they should because they were not nurtured. Cause I'm going to tell you something, after you've worked all day, it's very hard to come home and then be loving towards your ki- children. I watch a lot of home, homeschooling moms and, and married moms who are homeschooling and who are working from the home and they still struggle. So just imagine how much, difficult, how much more difficult it is when you put another burden on you that's not yours to carry. You're basically putting more weight on you than what God has given you to carry. And then you're mad that you're not able to carry it. because, But you were never supposed to carry that burden. It was never yours. That was never his design. That is not his will. That was never his purpose and plan for you. That's something that you decided to do. The word clearly says that a woman is not supposed to work outside of the home. That is clearly the word of God. I'm not saying that you can go to hell if you do it. But I'm saying some of the battles that we get ourselves into... <laughs> You know, it's not always Satan that's fighting us. Like I said, we fight us too. So I, and in culture, and culture is definitely a big part of that. But I feel like I just needed to explain that because as a single mom, it is definitely challenging. And I have to recognize that that's because of my own sin that got me into this position. And if I could go back and undo it, I would have undone it. I would not have done what I did. Yes, I love my children, but I would not have walked outside of the will of God. Because then I don't have the same protections that I would have had if I had just obeyed. It says, the Bible says clearly, obedience is better than sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice. There's always a consequence for your sin. God is not leaving you because he knows that you're going to sin. He knows that you are a sinner saved by grace. He knows you. He knows every mistake you're going to make. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you definitely make it harder. You make the Christian journey harder when you put undue burdens on yourself. And the last thing I want to talk about, and very shortly because I don't know how long this podcast has been, but is being a Christian in twenty twenty. I have said on my my Instagram page that God is awakening His church. He's definitely chastising them, and then he's 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 shaking them i have been shook to my core so much has fallen off of me in 2020 like my blindness to what was going on even though i thought i was woke i wasn't really woke now i really see how the devil has set up a plan that is so grand and so masterful that only god is going to be able to stop what's coming towards us even though we want to support. We want to trust the court. We want to support Trump. We want to march. We want to do all those things. I'm not saying don't do those things. I'm not saying don't pray for those things. I'm not saying that, we that, that you know, that there are avenues for Trump to win and all these things. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that what is coming in this earth, only God can fight. It's clear. The Bible has already spoke about it. It's It's very true that, you know, the battle is not ours. I mean, because if we were babe, we couldn't fight this battle. Look at all the things that we're being, that we're we're realizing, that's going on that we didn't know about, or that many of us didn't know about. Some of us, some of some of them knew. Some of them knew. Some Christians knew. I'm not gonna say that, but a lot of us we didn't. We trusted doctors. We didn't realize that the food was contaminated. We didn't know about the water, but the fluoride. We weren't paying attention to what the schools were teaching. We didn't really know that we had so much communist ideology that had seeped even into elementary school. We didn't know that there was a Black Lives Matter agenda to teach your children to hate white people or to hate themselves if they are white. We didn't know all of that. Somebody, they've been playing that for a long time. We didn't realize that, the pharmaceutical company was as devious as it is. We didn't realize that vaccines had adverse side effects and that people had been screaming for a very long time about Vax injury and how children were dying from taking vaccines. We It's, it's so much that I, I don't think even I, with all the knowledge that I said I had going into 2020, I was blind to all of those things. I didn't even pay attention to that. And I know that this was such an awakening for so many people on so many different levels. We thought we could trust the court system. We thought we could trust politicians. We thought we could trust um, businesses and corporations. I, I don't know why we thought these things, but we did. We just blindly bought the phones. We blindly got the internet. We blindly have Alexa. We You know, all the things they use to monitor us, we blindly go around letting them monitor us and letting them basically spy on us in our own homes there's so many things that we just went along with we went along with it we were like little sheep just going to work and you know worrying about the football game on the weekend or our kids basketball games or getting people to dance recitals or drama plays or how we're going to get the bigger house and how we're going to save up to have this amount and we want this kind of car and I want this kind of clothes and I want to be this size body that's all we were talking about going into 2020. and now a lot of people are like man i need to grow my own food take my children out of school you know get a closer walk with god my pastor might not know christ i mean like there's so much that we have been awakened to in 2020 so what does it mean at the end of the year being a christian 2020 what does that mean that means realizing that we we the christians the ones who were called to be the light We have been hiding our light under a bushel for a very long time. We have been not proclaiming the things of the Lord. And we have let the world get to a point where we're looking at it and we walk around and we see, man, the devil everywhere. But we allowed it to get this bad because we didn't fight when it first started. So I think going into 2021, the Christians, the real Christians, I'm talking about me, (laughs) the, the ones that really walk with God. Not the professing, because they're going to have a hard time going forward. Because we're starting to see the persecution is really coming towards the church. And the ones who are not awake and and, and don't know, hey, let me pull my kids out of school so I can teach them because it's about to get bad. Let me go ahead and grow my own food because I don't want to trust anything that the government is giving me to eat. The FDA might not have my best interest at heart. Let me stop taking these medicines and let me learn how my body works because... I really think that the pharmaceutical companies have a sinister agenda. Let me not get the vaccine because I'm kind of concerned about what the side effects of that might be and why they're pushing it so fast and so so hard on us. Let me, let me make some uh, changes to my life. Let me really start taking my kids and sitting them down and I'm teaching them the word, not relying on the church to do that, but specifically me because maybe the pastor missed something and I need to be sure that my kids have it. Let me make time for the Lord every day in my house because we really got to go back to the basics. If you're not making those adjustments in your body, in yourself right now, then 2021, a lot of people are not going to make it through it because they're going to fall. That's why the Bible talks about the great falling away from the faith, because it's going to be so hard in these days that if you don't really know him and you're not really anchored, you're going to be easily, easily sifted. Easily sifted. Remember, I just said that all the disciples left Jesus, the ones who walked with him and saw the many miracles that he did and heard his preaching. And Peter, even he, he knew he was with the son of God and he still denied him three times. If you don't realize that the, the burden, the challenge that you're going to face moving forward is going to be so great that if you're not really angered in God, you're going to deny him. You're going to deny him because it's going to be so much easier to deny him than to stand. That's why he says to stand and then when you've done all you can to stand, just keep standing. Because that means it's still going to be hard. Like, even though you're standing, the the devil's not going to stop just because you stood up. He's going to start making, it's going to be even more difficult for you to stand. That's why he says after you've done all you can, all you can, you got to keep standing. That's why you have to fight the fight of faith. It, It ain't like... God didn't say you're just going to believe and it's going to be a a cakewalk. You got to fight. You have to cast down all of those evil thoughts that come into your own mind. Although I know we think about like, I'm a Christian. I'm saved. Okay, but the devil is still real. Your mind is still against God. There are still challenges every day that you're going to face. Every day. So if you're not willing to fight and you're not willing to hold on, then the moment that the boat start rocking, you're going to be the first one to talk about. Let me get my safety boat. Let me get my little jacket. Let me get off of here. You're going to be the first one to jump ship because you're not really rooted. You're not really rooted. That's why the Bible says you have to pray that you that the word falls on good ground. Because, you know, a lot of us, the, we it, it ain't good ground. So going into 2021 and you should have really realized in 2020 that we're in for a fight. You're not going to be able to just go back to church and have your little latte on Sunday. You, you're going to really have to be rooted. You really are. Because, and I say this because I'm telling you, the enemy is attacking you. I don't. Well, let me not say you. I don't know what he's doing to you. But for me, he attacking me so much. And I'm talking about my whole life has been a battle. But this, this year, it's like every time I'm on my knees praying, God, I need you. I need you. I can't do this battle. And then he get me through it. But I'm telling you in the moment, I'm like, man, the, the enemy has raised up a standing against me, Lord. He, he really fighting. He, he want my children. He want my finances. He want my house. He want my car. He want, he want my peace. He want my joy. He want everything, God. And for all of that, I have to fight for. And do I fall? Of course I do. Every day. Every day. There are a lot of things that Christians struggle with that they don't talk about. But I struggle with so much. So if you're listening to this, don't ever think that because you're struggling that you're not God. Maybe your struggle really is just an identification that you are God. That you are are God's. Because you're starting to realize, hey, I'm struggling against my own flesh to, to live right. I'm struggling against my own desires to have the heart of God. I'm struggling against my own filthy mind that I have to... Cast down all these thoughts all day long. I'm realizing that the Bible says that I I don't need to worry. I got to pray about everything. It said pray without ceasing. And why does he say that? Because you have to really rely on the Holy Spirit every minute of every hour of every day. So I really made this podcast today to encourage myself because my pastor talked about it today. And I did go to church. I did, I did, I did. I needed church today. I really did. It's been a very hard 48 hours. But I'm telling you. You have to encourage yourself, like David did. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. And this podcast is really just for me. If you if you found it and listen to it, God bless you. But I'm telling you, it's really me talking to me about me <laughs> and my own walk, my own Christendom, my own journey in knowing Christ, because it is a hard walk sometimes it's not always going to be sunshine and roses it's not it is a hard journey some days it is almost to the point where i want to just throw in a towel and say no but those are the days when i know i need him more those are the days when i gotta dig in more and even then i still stumble because i am yet a sinner It is only by God's grace that I am saved. That's it. It's nothing I did. Nothing I will ever do. I could never earn it. So as a Christian, it's humbling yourself to realize that you are weak. But even in that weakness, God is made strong. So if you found this and you listen to it today, be blessed. Be encouraged. Know that this, that, that we all suffering <laughs> all around this world. We suffering for God. That's why the Bible says we like sheep slaughtered all day long. Cause we really are. We really are. And, and, and all of us are, are having the Bible says is, there's no trial. And I might mess this verse up, but there, there's nothing that's not known to man. We all, we all going through it. Every Christian on this earth is going through it because we don't belong here. We don't belong here. And by God's grace and mercy, one day we will leave here and we will be with Jesus. And thank God for that day. Because this world is not our home. And if we try to put all of our strength and all of our passion and all of our work, and we're working, we're working, we're working here, and we're not worrying about what we're getting in heaven, then, then our focus is off. Our focus is off. We're going to have many trials here. That's why the Bible says in Romans 8 and 28, That's why he tells us that. He tells us. He basically says that, you know, and let me find, because I want to say it right on my way out of this podcast at the end. And really, like I said, it's for me. It's me always speaking to me, (laughs) me always talking to me. Every time I get on, even if I do a live, it's really me talking to me. But if you are hearing it, I just pray that God blesses you with this but it says eight twenty eight, and we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose and if you go back and you really hear everything that God is saying in Romans 8 he tells you all of the many ways that it seemed like God would have abandoned you That it seems like that he would have left you, but he 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 doesn't. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't leave us. He's right there with us. And it says, when you start in verse 26, and I'm gonna end it with this. It says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we are. Come on, Lord. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. That means you're going to get to a point where it's going to be so hard. Like I have been in this year multiple times when I didn't even know how to pray. But God reminded me that he told Peter that the enemy desires to sift you, Peter. But I pray for you because he's our great innocent. And he who searches hearts and knows what is in the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation because we're going to have them or distress because we're going to have it or persecution because we're going to have it or famine. It will come or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake. We are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, come on, Paul answers his own question. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am sure that, he says, I'm sure, come on now, because of what Paul has walked through with God, he says, I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from me, Amber, will be able Not one of those things will be able to separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Y'all be blessed. God is good. God is good.